Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Toy Boys podcast. My name is Chad, and I'm here with Avery, Eric, and Jared. Toy Boys, let's assemble. So what's going on, guys? There's a lot of stuff happening in the world of toys, as we all know, uh, in our kind of like our little private chat. We've been bouncing back and forth about a lot of great things. Uh, Avery, um, in terms of like new releases and stuff coming out, what are you most excited about? Um, well, it's two things. One, I'll say the Sabretooth. I wasn't even tracking that. The 1-6 Sabretooth by Mondo. Um, I have the Wolverine, the Magneto, the Jubilee, and the Gambit. Yeah. I was not even expecting Sabretooth. Usually they kind of hint at something. I just happened to check my email a couple of days ago. And they're like, coming out today on um, the drop. Sabretooth. And I'm like, Oh man, I had just watched the episode where he and Wolverine fought in the uh the Arctic. So I was like, well, gotta add it to the collection. Avery is in Qatar for uh for everybody watching right now. So there's a big a little bit of a slight delay, I think, with the recording. So just a heads up, Avery is actually in Qatar right now, not in Kuwait. So um he's live from his hotel room. Yes, so. you can actually see me for once. Uh, yeah, we can actually see Avery for once. We don't just have to put like a big picture of his beautiful face. We actually get to see it this time. So it's amazing. Um, so that episode of the X-Men, the animated series from the 90s that you're talking about, that's the very first episode of that show I ever watched. Um, a guy I was in fourth grade with brought a VHS over that he recorded of it and he showed it to me and it blew my mind. Like it changed my life from that day on. I had never seen like anything like that. So I'm a big fan of Sabretooth and a big fan of Wolverine. That's funny because they're so similar yet so different. I think that's what's interesting about those two characters for me. That Mondo, that's a that's one six scale, right? Like that's like legit. Like that's a beefy boy. Yeah, one six. Um, and if you know anything about Mondo, they make some really great stuff. I, um, yeah. So I think we were talking about this earlier, Avery. Didn't they also they also made the uh the Wolverine, the one six Wolverine where he's laying down in bed, like the meme where he's looking at Jean Grey, the picture of Jean Grey and Yes, they actually made it with I think that it comes like a little bed. Um, you can pose them and it even comes with a picture. But it has some other uh accessories too. But you could they I remember when they uh were uh advertising for it last year, they're like, you can recreate the scene. Yeah, man, it's, oh man, they're so good. They're so, like, just as a huge fan of that series in the 90s, I know exactly what you mean. Um, Eric, what about you, man? What's coming out that's new that you're really looking forward to? Well, uh, I believe tomorrow Hasbro is going to announce their next big HasLab for G.I. Joe. Um, The one that's kind of in flight that uh, ended... I don't know, six months ago, it was for the Hiss Tank, G.I. Joe classified scale, six inch. Um, that was like $350. It's going to be this massive thing. It's going to have lights and, uh, you know, gizmos and things that, that work on it. So I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, hopefully it's better than the Sky Striker, which I uh, kind of went into detail last time. Uh, yeah. Didn't work out so well. Um had a lot of quality control issues, so fingers crossed. But, yeah, they're going to be revealing another one, and there's a lot of rumors going around online about it right now, people trying to uh, look for clues and, you know, previous, uh, you know, announcements, and they think it might be a Dragonfly uh, helicopter, which would be pretty big. <laughs> that sounds pretty amazing, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the regular Dragonfly toy, I think, is about a a foot long maybe so oh wow 
this would be two feet and or bigger. Um, but that's based on what people have been posting, the clues do seem to be adding up that that's what it's going to be. And it is kind of in that sweet spot of, yeah, it's too big to be a retail release, but it's not so big that it's really a pipe dream. You know, some people are saying, I want a six inch scale uh, USS flag aircraft carrier. Well, that, that would be a hundred feet long, you know, <laughs> you couldn't get through the front door. So, I mean, that, and that would be like $10,000. So, I mean, that's, that's never going to happen, but something like, you know, the mid-sized vehicles like these, like yeah. a tank or, or, you know, one or two man uh, seating helicopter, that would work. So, yeah, yeah so I'm crazy. excited for that. Yeah. And as we all know, uh, Eric prefers six inches. We've uh, we've heard it here live on uh, on the show. So by the time this episode drops, we'll already know what that's going to be. Like what that um, what that do you? So you're thinking dragonfly? Anything else that you got a, like a wish list or anything else that you might be speculating what it could possibly be yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's things that I'm I'm thinking it could be, but I don't I don't necessarily want. Like there was a small joe vehicle called the uh, awe striker it looked kind of like a green dune buggy had a kind of a roll cage on the top and a gun that pivoted it's uh, two figures could sit in it um it's about the right size that yeah it could be a Haslab. maybe it'd be like a 200 hundred dollar one um but everybody's kind of sick of that vehicle because i guess it was uh, one of the molds from the old days that survived and didn't break even though they've released it like a hundred times in like, you know, 10 different colors over the years. So, um, other, yeah, other than a wish list, I mean, again, it's just trying to be realistic because why I would love like a six, six inch scale sky striker jet, where am I going to put it? You know, where am I going to display it? It would be (laughs) eight feet long or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not so good with measurements, but I mean, it would be so big that it would just be like, you know, like when I bought the uh, HasLab uh, Razor Crest, you know, from the Mandalorian, yeah, um, it's still in the box, even though I bought it like two years ago. And mm-hmm. my friends are like, "You got to open that bad boy up. You got to get it on display." And I'm like, "Yeah, where? <laughs> it's it's like three and a half feet long, and I only have so many spaces for things of that size. Like I have the leg of Star Destroyer. You know, well, I guess I could take that down, disassemble it, put the Razor Crest in its place, but um yeah that's probably a larger topic for another time like what do you do when you run out of space you know do you start rotating things maybe we'll talk about it today because it seems like a really good uh really good topic to hit on is you know what do you do when when you run out of space um no man that's really cool i hope it ends up being that uh the dragonfly that'd be pretty tight um jared what about you sir anything out there in the world that you're interested in anything that's popping up anything we've been talking about that uh tickles your fancy sir um, yeah, so uh, I, for whatever reason, I did not realize that uh, Star Trek Picard had uh, XO6 figures coming out. Um, yep. Just the, it, it looks like it's just the three of them. Uh, I would hope for more, but yeah, I mean, anytime they increase the amount of uh, those figures uh, that come out, I mean, they're just, they, they look great. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know what Jared is talking about, uh, Picard Season 3 just recently wrapped up. Um, hugely popular season. A lot of people are calling it like the best season of Star Trek since, um, I mean, since the next generation went off the air, since DS9 went off the air, whatever. Like, and, and I mean, a lot of us, a lot of folks agree is a fantastic, you know, 10 episodes of Star Trek right there. The three characters that XO6 um, released that they're going to be, uh, well, just kind of teased 
uh, essentially that they're going to be releasing are Picard from that episode, uh, from that season and Worf, who looks fantastic. And um, Jared, I need a reminder of her name. The um, oh, I... <laughs> oh, the villain. Uh, like, excuse the me, right villain. now though. Um, oh, this is the worst. Aaron, type it in the chat. I know Aaron remembers. Aaron, say it, Vatic. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Vatic. So, um, so those three characters have been kind of announced from Exo Six. Um, but yeah, so like they've kind of teased those. Those are gonna be the three that are coming out, and we might get more. Um, the owner of the company. Um, I'm actually not even sure how you pronounce his name, but he's very. Um, if he wants to make it, he'll make it. You know what I mean? Like if he if it's something he wants, it'll be out there. So those three are coming out and um really looking forward to those. You're right, those look really, really good, especially um especially that wharf. Just a little about yeah. like old man wharf, just like all grayed up. I really feel like and I mean I know this isn't like a Star Trek podcast, but that's how we all came together originally with Star Trek. Um, I really feel like see that season three of Picard Wharf was like the best wharf we ever got. I was actually <laughs> yeah. thinking about it in the pool today, of all places to think about. Um, I was just thinking about, man, that really was like the best, the best wharf we ever got. I also kind of feel like it was the best Jordy, the best Crusher too. Um, best Riker al- will always be Lower Decks to me. Lower Decks Riker is the best Riker, but um, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, one hundred percent agree. Exo Six. Uh, those Picard figures, and I mean anything from Exo Six. Basically, I'm actually got something I'm going to show off today from them before we sign off for our little show and tell uh, at the end. But yeah, really looking forward to that. So, um, going through uh, a couple of other toy announcements. Um, if Chris were here, if Chris had woken up on time and joined us like he was supposed to, I think we probably would be talking about NECA right now um avery i think you might have seen this i don't think you're interested in it but like those teenage mutant ninja turtle 3 the san diego comic-con exclusive four pack that they have announced uh that's coming out that um a lot of people are really excited about which is funny because people tend to hate that movie a lot of people think that teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 is the worst of those three movies i agree with that but also something about that inner nostalgia that these hit and uh i really am kind of looking forward i'm hoping they come all full decked out like the samurai gear that we see them in that movie what do you think uh avery are you is that a four pack you're gonna get or you gonna think about it or is it gonna be one of those things where you say no and then they come out and you're like i regret not getting this what do you think i hate that you know me too well but i guess because we're all intrinsic toy collectors we know our proclivities um i've never seen turtles three yeah. I've had negative reactions to it. Like I see it, I'm like, really? Like you could just tell. But I did buy the mm-hmm. comic book. I own the comic book adaption to it that Archie did back in the day. So with that being said, I'm probably going yeah. to get it. All right, when they when I saw it, I was like, well, I knew last year when they brought the Turtles two one. I'm like, mm, they're probably going to do Turtles three. And knowing me, I'll probably get it. So they, to answer your question. The completionist in me, yes, I will, I will, I will probably get it, just cause. So, I'm not. That makes so, sense. I um, I'll probably end up doing what I did last. Yeah, yeah. That I was gonna say is I hope I can get the four pack in one box that they do for San Diego, and um, when they do it off of the website for NECA, I hope I don't have any issues since I have to use a VPN to buy my stuff since I'm overseas, but um, 
Because the first year they did it with the first cool. Turtles movie, I didn't I get to get the, the four-pack. It took me three years to get the the Turtles. I had to get two separate two-packs when they finally released them in Walmart. Well, so, yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of uh, with you right there on that. I'm definitely going to get that four-pack of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. And what I'll probably do is what I did last year when I got the four-pack of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. And then I also got two packs, like, separately so I could keep the four-pack in a box and then have the, the two packs opened up. Because the, the four-packs, those will quickly, like, gain in value. So, I mean, those are, like, really good for display. And then the, those two packs are really good. For opening for that and i kind of have a feeling that's how the san diego comic-con thing is going to work you'll be able to buy one online and then you'll probably be some two packs released shortly after those are walmart exclusive so you'll be able to pick those up um in walmart um and i know i know chris is going to be all about them because i'm because i know he's a fan of that i uh when it comes to neck of turtles in general i i was collecting the tune line and that's probably was kind of like one of my gateway drugs into getting back into toy collecting as an adult a couple of years ago. Um, I was collecting the tune and I was like, I'm just going to stick with the tune line. I don't want the movie. And then I went to Walmart one day and I saw a two pack with Splinter and Shredder. And I was like, <laughs> I guess I'm doing this too. I guess I'm doing movies now. So I picked that up and then I picked the turtles up from a guy in the Facebook group the next day. And then I won Talk on Rosar uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two in uh, in a, on a waffle like in a raffle online and then so I mean that's just how it is man just drugs man that's what toys are like the gateway toy drugs yeah, yeah <laughs> a little that that you know that really gets your uh, that really just kind of gets your brain going so um so yeah so really looking forward to that um, I know that also I believe San Diego Comic Con is uh, Kino from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, the pizza delivery driver um, is going to be released uh, with his scooter. So that's pretty cool. So that like you nice. can or, like ride him around. Yeah, he was a big part of that movie. He's actually, I think he was Remember one that? of the, the guys yeah. from the turtle suits, like he one was. of the stunt guys in the first movie. That's yeah. Right. And then, oh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So it's cool that he, um, they made him a character in the second movie. So it's pretty tight. So it'd be great to get that two pack. They're releasing it like a, it's actually coming in like a pizza box um, with Very some perfect. other kind of items from the movie. So that's pretty cool. Um, is that going to yeah, be man. like just readily available at retail or is that a Walmart exclusive too? So I, so that's also going to be a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. The The whole pizza box package, though, I have a feeling that they'll release Kino with a scooter to Walmart as well. Eventually, just him and in the, in, in the, with the scooter. But that whole pizza with all the extras, I think that's going to be a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And thankfully, NECA usually releases those on their website, like that weekend going into Comic-Con. So you can order them yourself, and they'll come a few weeks afterwards after Comic-Con and everything is wrapped up. So if you're not able to make the event, you can usually go to like NECA store online, and you can um, and you can purchase them there. Um, it's, it's tough. Like, <laughs> you have to, like, I'll set an alarm. And uh, for like 10 minutes before, and I just sit there and wait and make sure that I get them because they'll sell out within minutes uh, between, uh, you know, scalpers and other, you know, collectors and bots. And they'll go quick, man. They'll go super, they'll go super quick. Um, looking here, the list we kind of threw together, um, I'm looking at Super 7, uh, the Star Trek Wave 2. Eric, I think, did you get some of these, the Wave 2 figures that they released? I think it was... 
was it Picard and Data, and they kind of threw threw back Gunn back in there for some reason? Uh, I pre-ordered the first wave um, of four figures, and then I was starting to read some things online about people saying, "Well, I don't usually pre-order Super Seven Ultimates until I can see the face sculpts for real mm-hmm. instead of digital renders," because they said a lot of times the digital render looks way better than the final product. Mm-hmm. I see. So that gave me pause. I almost canceled all of my pre-orders on that first wave. But I thought, oh, I'll ride those out. But I will hold off on... Yeah, It's kind of frustrating or annoying to me as a collector when we have pre-orders for a second wave when the first wave isn't Mm -hmm. even out yet. Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have way too many open pre-orders already, and it is very difficult to track. I have my own spreadsheet, uh, a system, you know, when I when I ordered it, where I ordered it from, how much I paid for it. So if like you know some other place pops up and orders uh, offers it for less, then I can check and be like, oh, yep, that's cheaper. I'll cancel this one. I'll reorder it over here. So I'm holding off on wave two, I think, just until I can see what wave one is like. <laughs> um sorry i'm laughing at aaron um i'm laughing at our producer she's the boss and she's making me laugh right now um eric i 100 agree man i and Avery, you're probably guilty of this too maybe chris as well now that chris has joined us uh welcome to the waking world chris um so we're talking about pre-orders right now uh we're talking about the super seven pre-order specifically eric mentioned something that is a topic worthy discussion and it's having so many pre-orders out there that it's hard to keep track of. And Eric, you do the same thing I do. I have a pretty detailed spreadsheet on what I have in my collection. I kind of call it my database. And then what I have like on pre-order, because if you don't like there are, you could pre-order something and wait a year or two years. And I feel like sometimes people have waited probably three years for stuff. So like it's, it can you can forget you know what I mean? it's not that i that bought different. the same item twice like more than yeah. once yeah that's one thing i'm you know one thing you're worried about so i ordered that wave one i ordered wave two but the thing that kind of disappointed me about super seven wave two i'm pretty sure wave one is lacutus Riker, maybe that was data and guided right and i remember thinking like man this Riker's cool he's got a trombone data's cool he's got spot and a violin like guided comes with a rifle uh, Lacutus is just cool in general. This is a good wave. Then wave two came out. Picard, good figure. Um, Worf, good figure. And then they put Guinan back on there. And it was like in a second chance to get Guinan. So like the second wave is really just two figures. It's just Picard and Worf. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to call it a wave. It's like more like a drop. You know what I mean? Like a little tiny little splash. Um, yeah, when the second wave is basically half the size of the first wave you wonder if it's going to be like the mcfarland syndrome where you get one or two waves of something and then the thing just dies off and you're like crap you know i wanted like the full set of a crew or cast members of a show or whatever but you just kind of gave up just as it was uh going um that's very frustrating as well that's i agree that's a kind because you would think that if it was like a healthy line then like we would have got a full wave of three or four figures or, you know, something, or if this was just something they had in the pipeline ready to go. So they just pumped these two out and then will we ever see more from them? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Chris, what's going on with you, sir? Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks. 
it's like uh it's like when you're waiting for your favorite band to drop a new album and they drop like a single or an ep you know yep because <laughs> the, 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 the execs are just like just get something out there already all right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i know we're a lot of ta- a big taylor swift fans here so uh um, yeah, we really always appreciate all the music yeah, so, yeah. So, Chris, we were just talking about the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. We were talking about the Turtle 4-pack, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 3, and the Kino and the Scooter. Um, anything you want to add on that? No, um, I, I'm still waiting for I, – I, I mean, I think other companies are still going to drop other exclusives I haven't seen yet. Mm. Um, the only one I'm really inter- uh, interested in so far is the Kino. Um, but, I mean, even, even that, I'm not like – I'm not going to – die if i don't get it you know like i have a feeling they'll probably repackage him sometimes you know some other time or there'll be another chance to get him besides the uh, um with the motorcycle i could be wrong yeah i have a feeling that the dad with john connor remember yeah yeah um, exactly there too it felt like us oh, is the only way to get him and then like a year later that he was in a two-pack with sarah connor yeah Speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, though, um, is it Sideshow Collectibles that announced that they're not going to be there this year, right? Is Am I hearing that yeah. right? What do you think, Chris? What do you think about uh, that? Well, I think it's, you know, like kind of lame. I think it sucks for like the attendees. I know Sideshow is like one of the biggest, you know, draws, uh, especially in the collecting world with people who collect statues and like myself who collect hot toys and one six scale figures. Um, that's like the highlight of the show. It's, it's in the center of the whole place. So everything kind of revolves around that and it's always busy. It's always a big deal. And, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm going this year, like all the days and I'm kind of like, okay, well that's, you know, that sucks. Cause that was what I was looking forward to most was seeing all the stuff, all the drops. They're not selling enough of the uh, life-size Han Solo and Carbonite that costs like $10,000. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, and yeah, a lot of, well, a lot of the stuff too that like is is their biggest sellers are like stuff that's not even their product, like Hot Toys, you know, they're, they're selling other people's stuff and um, they're, they're, they're the ones who deal with, with all the mess, you know, like they're the ones that have the really good customer service so when something messes up or something's broken you know they have the best customer service out there and i think some people also take advantage of that you know so it's like that's constant costing them money when they have to deal with constant you know little problems about that you know it could be also a trend like this happens uh you know in the tech tech industry and the gaming community that the trend seems to be moving away from these big events like uh, E3, for instance, um, didn't yeah. happen. And, you know, you know, companies like Nintendo and Sony, they're pulling out of those because they're having their own online events. And I just Googled it really quick and I found that Sideshow is basically saying we're going to have our own convention, <laughs> like a f- five days of a virtual experience. So, so when you say they're going to host their own like online convention, is that during San Diego Comic-Con, it's going to be kind of like alternate programming during the convention? Is it the same dates or is it something they're doing separately? Uh, July 18th to the 21st. I don't know if that overlaps. It, 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 that's during that's during Comic-Con. So they're going to do it like 
a virtual con, which is like, just like, okay, oh, like, no. what about all the people who are at Comic Con? Like, <laughs> that was my first <laughs> exactly. Oh, and why? They gotta, yeah, they gotta bust out their phones. All those stuff people. Yeah. So everyone at home except them. Yeah. But I mean, on the inverse of that, it used to be everybody at San Diego Comic Con, and then the rest of the world was shut out. So, um, I mean, I'm not—I don't know if one is better than the other. Like, I feel like what they should—I don't know. What they should do is have like a small booth, you know, a really small booth. Yeah. Maybe a few things right there, and a big screen TV where they could be doing a live feed, like you know, when a when your favorite team doesn't away you know, a uh, sporting event and everyone can watch it on the big screen at least and people are there. That's not the worst idea. And honestly, Chris, I think you were telling me, didn't XO6 used to, didn't they, weren't they at SCOB or San Diego Comic-Con one year and they had a booth set up and they had figures that you could order and they would ship them to you? Like if Sideshow kind of maybe had the same deal, like you can't walk away with it. But if you order it here, we'll ship it to you as soon as it's in stock, or we'll just ship it next week because it's already. Yeah, you in were stock. able to just order it off your phone, like. But they were doing the drops like during the convention and stuff. But I mean, really? yeah, I mean, dude, they could even they could have even had a panel. You know, they could have had a panel there, and then you know people would have filled that panel up, and they could have done some announcements there. Some just like how they do with TV shows and stuff. They could have done like okay. You guys are going to know about this first, you know, create a hype or something. Anyway, so Chris, earlier we talked about new releases that we're excited about. Is there anything coming up that you're really looking forward to? I know that um, you've been sh- sharing that uh, that Brave Star with us. Anything else that you've been, you want to talk more about uh, Brave yeah, Star? Yeah, yeah, I really am excited for that Brave Star figure. It's supposed to... In July, the pre-order is going to be. It's by a company called Ramen Toy, and uh, which I had never heard of before. I don't. I don't know what their deal is, but um, the figure looks awesome, man. It looks amazing. It's got like a bunch of accessories. It's really cool. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then, you know, there's a couple hot toys. Well, there's you know a bunch of hot toys figures. I'm I'm looking forward to, but I I never know when they're going to drop some of those and um some of them are like probably won't be out for like at least a year so i think um the batman the hot toys batman is one that oh, we yeah. talked about right that one six yeah, scale yeah. Batman. the michael keaton looks fantastic um i'll try and <laughs> aaron i'll try and pull a picture of that and send it to you so you don't have to go scramble and try and find a photo of that for yourself um but yeah man it looks good and um and I think another just kind of random toy line that all of a sudden was just on our radar was that Earthworm Jim toy line. Like, who even is making that? Like, who? I think, Chris, were you the one who stumbled upon that? Do you remember yeah, who's making uh, those? Not off the top of my head. Um, but I think I think it's the same company that is also doing, like, the Mad Balls. And, um, and I think they're also doing, oh, like, the yeah. Barnyard Commandos yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that I think Nacelle has partnered with for Mad yeah. Balls and some things like that. I've seen um I've seen those at toy shows and they're I mean they're like it's not something I'm into, it's not something I'll ever collect, but it's really cool to see like Barnyard Commandos, like who would have ever thought that anybody would ever be bringing those back, <laughs> you know, 30 years later. What an obscure just random toy line. 
Um, one thing that Eric had mentioned earlier that I think is worthy of discussion for sure is um, space, the final frontier. But also, where do you find space to store your stuff? Um, Chris, you have a huge display behind you there. You've got all kinds of figures and you have one six and all kind of uh, everything back there. Um, how do you how do you make it work out? How do you find the space? What do you do? Uh, well, right now, everything's kind of like overlapping and like, you know, um, it's not it's not very practical. I, want, I actually want to get another huge display case in here, but um, I got to make some room. I got to get rid of some stuff. So, like, I have a futon in here that I use, and uh, I, I need to, um, I want to get rid of that. I want to, um, you know, make room for a, for another big, huge display case. So, because I, 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 I don't know, I just prefer to have them in the display case. They look better. It uh, doesn't collect dust as much. And um, especially when, when you have, like, really cool lighting, it really, like, showcases the figure's you know, as opposed to having them on just on some shelf. Like right now I started collecting, well, recently I started collecting Marvel legends and I've been super addicted to them. I just have them on like a bookshelf and, um, yeah. So I've got, um, I was telling Avery about this before we started recording. I've got some legends on the way, some Marvel legends right now from big bad toy store. I've got Banshee is on the way and, um, Maybe it was Storm. There's a few that I've got pre-ordered that are on the way right now, so I'm really looking forward to those. Oh yeah, but we were all talking about the three packs too, right? With the with Banshee and yeah, and um and Forge and stuff like that. Those bro, those <laughs> something about those '90s X-Men cartoon figures really get me activated. Um, Avery, what about you? What do you? I know you got a lot of stuff, and you've got some a lot of stuff in box that I think I've seen in the past when we've done some video calls. What do you do in terms of like finding the space for it and the storage? How do you make it work out? Well, I really can't do nothing now because most of my stuff is in storage as we speak. So, but when I had my apartment, I was taking stuff and putting it on that ledge that I had and I would switch some stuff. I switched out some stuff I didn't, but, uh, my, um, plan is I'm trying to decide if I'm going to unbox some of my stuff. Cause I like keeping my stuff in the box but the box takes up space. So if I were to unbox it, I'd have to yeah. invest in the cases. Like I have a big brother from college. He just bought a brand new house and he finally is going to be able to have a man cave. And he sent me some pictures the other day and he has like his cases lining, going to have them lined up against the wall. And then he had showed me a picture of someone posted this big case room where they're transformer action figures. And this person had uh, a figure per row. Now, that's too much space not being utilized, but my friend was thinking of something similar along the lines of just having his cases side by side in his own um, uh, man cave that he now has. But um, I would do like a theme, maybe like switch out themes since I have so much because I probably own like 80% of the predators that have come out from NECA for the most part. So I could do like a theme. Very cool. Um, Jared, what about you, man? What do you, I don't, I don't think you have too much on display right now, but how do you kind of make it work out in terms of whatever you need for space? Yeah, I, I have very limited space. I have basically a bookshelf in my office that has books on it, surprisingly. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> uh, intermixed with, with those or in front no of the books are just, uh, things that, uh, I've, you know, gotten over the years and they're sort of, they overlap each other. And, um, yeah, other, other than that, I mean, 
most of it's buried in the garage and boxes. That's difficult to get to. Uh, I just keep making room. I'm surprised I'm able to fit as much as I do on there, but uh, I might have to start getting rid of some books for a better toy displaying. So Aaron, uh, Jared's wife chimes in uh, that Jared threatens to put things on the mantle in the living room. And I'm guess that's, that's an off limit space. Uh, but I feel like one day we're just going to be talking to Jared and there's going to be like some exo squad. You just, just got to buy some Christmas room, themed just... toys and then you can bust them out and put them on the mantle, <laughs> yeah. you know, and say they're de- yeah. de- decorations. Eric, what about you, man? You got this whole room behind you. You've got stuff on the floor. You got stuff on the shelves. Like what's the, what's the, what's the method behind the madness? What's the, how do you kind of handle all the chaos? Well, in the old house, um, I had the room above the garage, which, you know, was like 20 by 12 feet. And I, these Ikea shelves, the wooden ones, well, this side, um, those Ivar Ikea shelves, I, they were just cheap, you know, that a big footprint so you could put larger things on them, uh, like a big, you know, vehicle if you needed to, not just figures. So I kind of went down that route and bought like five or six of those and most of what I had in display was the vintage GI Joe and that pretty much my entire collection fit on those shelves. But then we, we moved to this new house six years ago and we finished the third floor completely. And I was thinking I was going to be getting more space, but actually over half of that space is for like the couch and a TV, and, you know, like home theater kind of thing. So I look at it sometimes I'm like, eh, if I got rid of this love seat, I could have another display cabinet, you know, <laughs> but you know, you, you do want some functionality in these rooms too. So it is this like constant struggle. I, I recently, uh, there was a corner of that, you know, more of the home theater room that was just piles and piles of unopened toys, you know, mm. almost up to the ceiling, like ridiculous. And I did some calculations and figured out, well, if I opened all of these and I got a display cabinet, it would actually take up less space. So I could put a cabinet there. I could get all the figures out of the boxes, get them in the cabinet. It would actually be on display instead of just a pile of boxes. The boxes could all go in the garage, you know, the empty boxes. And I would even have some extra space left over. So that I, I went to Ikea. I got a bunch of furniture. I did that a couple of weeks ago. And I've got, a, I got enough space for maybe another hundred, uh, you know, six-inch figures that could go in that display case so i feel like oh, it's nice. bought me some more time but then eventually that's six inches be best for me <laughs> and then it's like now <laughs> what's next yeah <laughs> we made that joke earlier in the show while you weren't yeah we did that all right yeah you were still asleep work, i'm a working Chris. man all right <laughs> burning the midnight oil yeah yeah yeah, the rest of the... yeah. <laughs> igniting <laughs> the midnight petroleum um so Real yeah. quick before we uh before we hit the old dusty trails, anybody have uh, anything they want to show off real quick? Any uh any show and tell? You any know toy it. roundup you want to do? Um, what you got? Well, I just got because I'm into Marvel Legends right now. I just got this super badass cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's holy cow! Nice. Uh, also, cool. I've been I've, I've been reading That's a sweet. bunch of graphic novels nice. lately, so uh. I guess Cosmic Ghost Rider, if you're not familiar with him, he's actually the Punisher, Frank Castle. And uh, he died, and then they brought him back as this Cosmic Ghost Rider. He was, like, uh, working for Thanos at one point, and, Gal- and I think 
maybe Galactus also too. I don't know. I it's he's got a lot of backstory, but oh, basically yeah. in one of the in one of the stories, um he um goes because I think Thanos killed him or something, something like that. So when he he comes back to life and he gets his powers, Odin gives him his powers back. He goes back in time to kill Thanos as a baby, and he ends up he ends up like taking care of him and kind of like raising him because uh, you know that's really popular storyline right now where they have a little baby around. But I also got this uh, Marvel Legends. <laughs> Corsair. This is um, uh, oh, nice. kind of like that yeah. Toy Biz figure that they did, but it's you know this is um, Havoc and um, Vulcan and um, Cyclops's dad from the Star Jammers. Yeah. Pretty sick figure. Yeah. And I got this. This is a Walmart exclusive. I haven't opened it yet. It's the, it's Star Lord at his original first appearance. So pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I see I still hate these boxes without the window, but um, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. They're going away, yet, but They're yeah. definitely going away. that's what I got. Cool. Uh, Eric, you got anything you want to show off real quick? Anybody else? Jared? Yeah, I got something. Cool. It's not open, but. Oh, snap. Holy cow. Yeah. So this is Eric flexing yeah. again. Transformers masterpiece, uh, Jetfire or Skyfire. He was known in the cartoon. Um, again, it's huge. I'm like, where am I going to put it when I open it? So I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> but um, look on the back here, it shows some pretty good details. Of, uh, that know. is pretty dope. Holy There's like, you know, multiple faces and all, a bunch of accessories and, and all that. So it should be pretty nice. Is that a masterpiece? Cool. That's a masterpiece, right? Yeah, yeah, the Japanese line. Sometimes I get them from Amazon Japan, actually, because it, it will end up being cheaper. Jared, do you have a show and tell? Yeah, Jared, you got anything? <laughs> I do actually. Chris was um, last time. Oh snap! Chris has something, or Jared's got something. <laughs> um, you know, I I was looking at my my stuff earlier, and I thought, oh, well, this is sort of interesting for our viewers, our millions of viewers. So I have two. Star Trek Generations uh, figures, nice. Data and Picard. But the interesting mm-hmm. thing about these is if you look closely, these are not screen accurate uniforms. Um, they oh. got overzealous. Playmates got overzealous and produced the uh, uh, figures before they finalized the uniform design because during that time, TNG had just ended. Deep Space Nine was running with a different uniform style. And they had yet to decide if they wanted to go with the DS9 uniform style or this new redesigned one. And uh, Playmates went ahead and pulled the trigger on the new redesign, and uh, they went with the DS9 one. So the, it is not uh, screen accurate, so I thought that's sort of interesting. That is actually pretty cool. So there's a YouTube video on there out there that actually shows Jordy wearing that uniform in a scene where he's being tortured by Soren. Yeah, so you can actually see him wearing that uniform. So, and it's not a great quality, but you can still see kind of what it, what it looked like. They were trying to um, – it was a new uniform based off of the old school Monster Maroon from the Star Trek, you know, 2 through, through Wrath of Khan that you see all through <coughs> Star Trek 6 or whatever. Um, it was a cool design, but, yeah, no, that's that, – I always thought that was interesting. I remember buying them as a kid and being like, why are these uniforms wrong? Um, the problem was that poor Playmates, the, the figures got rushed. 
like from you know so they were just trying to put that's why there's actually barely any articulation like there's no articulation in the elbows or in the knees because the toys got rushed so that's just kind of an unfortunate thing but it is cool to see like a, what might have been like with the uniform so that's actually a really great great share especially for a bunch of star trek nerds like us um speaking of star trek nerds um i busted out because the story behind this is just horrendous i busted out my x06 uh, motion picture captain kirk here um just real quick i uh had originally because i was like there's no way i'm gonna get xo6 these guys are kind of expensive um and then i did anyway because i was lying to myself um and i missed the kirk pre-order the first time around um and then it came around again and they put them up i didn't get it i didn't get it a third and then finally i got one finally i got one and i got here a couple weeks ago super happy about that that's my show and tell for today um, I think Avery's hanging out in the hotel room right now, so I doubt he's got anything he can really show off. But, uh, but I mean, and that's about all the time we have today anyway. So uh, on behalf of Avery, Chris, Eric, Jared, and myself, thanks for joining us. Make sure to check us out on The Toy Boys Podcast on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Toy Boys, disassemble. See you, everybody. Jared, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. I guess you're muted. I think your your wife muted you. I don't know if you saw that in the chat. So um, we'll try again. Oh, dang it. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. There we go. There's Jared. Uh.